Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. My name is Ray Park. You may know me as playing Dark Moon of Phantom Menace, Bone Wars, and also... Solo and Star Wars story. You're listening to Star Wars Stuff Podcast. The Force is strong with you all. And remember, sit Hey, this is Dominic Pace, who plays Gecko the Bounty Hunter from The Mandalorian, letting you all know you are listening to the Star Wars Stuff Podcast. Wishing everybody all the best, and may the Force be with you. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Star Wars Stuff Podcast. My name is David. I'm Colin. And I'm Brooke. And this is where we talk all things Star Wars. And we have a ton of news to cover because... Last Monday, uh, we were going to podcast, uh, Brooke and I, but we had some technical difficulties and um, a lot of news dropped. So let's get underway here. So the first thing I wanted to talk about here was something that kind of dropped a couple weeks ago that there was a project codename Grammar Rodeo. And I had no clue as to what that was connected to, what it meant. But over these past two weeks, a lot of stuff, a lot of speculation has dropped. Uh, I know, I think I talked to Colin about this, but apparently it's a codename project. We don't know if it's a TV show or a film. Speculation that it is a TV show. And according to rumors, um, it's probably going to be Something akin to like a Stranger Things type TV show that uh, kind of mirrors um, that show and that there's there's a group of young people. But the interesting thing is the other rumor that dropped was that it's possibly associated to something in the High Republic era. Which is very interesting because the only thing live action that we're getting from the High Republic era is at the end of the High Republic era in the Acolyte that's... Uh, going to be a tv show on disney plus i believe so yeah what are your guys thoughts on that it's and the other thing too before before i turn it to you guys is john watts is also rumored to direct an episode for this series which is another kind of interesting tidbit so colin what do you think about this uh so which something we talked about our lives uh, our live stream yesterday was that john watts has a lot going on like he yeah. has a lot of stuff going on because of john watts um, for those who don't know, he he directed um, the past three Spider-Man movies, and now he's directing the new Fantastic Four. So if he is truly uh, directing an episode, that's going to be so busy for him because he has so much going on at Marvel. Um, so that's very, very exciting. Very nerve-wracking for, for someone like that who has a lot going on. Um, just as there is Bryce Dallas Howard, which during, you know, when she was filming Jurassic World that same year, she was also directing an episode of the Book of Boba Fett and then possibly an episode of uh, Mandalorian season three. So she has a lot going on, too. But yeah. Exciting Brooke? stuff. Yeah, I just I think that sounds cool. I love Stranger Things. I love all of that. So like. Are we thinking it's going to be kind of like a horror thing? Because I am reading the books, currently reading The Rising Storm. Um, 
and just what I gather is that the, the, they're kind of written and kind of like it's kind of horror-ish like it's a little more like gritty than like the movies that we have so like I think that seems pretty on brand if that is what they're gonna do to do that with this series because it is a little more it's kind of graphic and it's kind of like it's kind of scary honestly <laughs> yeah I think I do kind of lean towards what you're saying Brooke is that it will be gritty a little bit scarier um, and towards the end of the acolyte I think we're all kind of anticipating that maybe there's going to be some Darth Plagueis involved. Um, oh, yeah. Of course, it's going to involve the dark side, and of course, that's scarier. But yeah, I'd be totally down for that. I was kind of thinking back. It's like, why didn't we kind of think about that concept before having a bunch of kids, a bunch of teenagers? But the only problem is, if it's a hit, they got to shoot right away, because if you look at the issues with Stranger Things, those kids are like so old now. They're like in their 20s now or something. And oh, no. <laughs> they're supposed to they're be not. like, they're not that yes. old? They look way they, older. They can't when we be first in their twenties. I think so. Some of them are Star Wars fans too, uh, because if you look at the kid that played Dustin, which I I, I remember this because I was so blown away by it. But one time when when that actor was on Jimmy Fallon, he was wearing the necklace that um the that Anakin gave Padme from the Phantom <laughs> Menace. Like Ray and I zoomed on that. We were like, no way, but it's identical. So they're also Star Wars fans too. And the whole group is definitely um, dressed up as Star Wars characters for Halloween a couple of times as well. Yeah. I just did a quick search and Finn Wolfhard is 19. It'll be 20 in December. What? Yeah. To me, they look like really. I'm shook. They've grown a lot. (laughs) But yeah, it is. It is kind of interesting. I mean, hiring John Watts, he did such a great job with the Homecoming trilogy and the way he dealt with Peter Parker and the whole story and his arc. Um, I mean, that would be the guy to get. But I do kind of feel a little bit of um, trepidation because, I mean, you hire someone like John Watts, he's just blowing up. He's going to direct the Fantastic Four and who knows however many sequels after that. I mean, it's, it's almost it almost feels like a Taika Waititi hiring in a way because you hire mm-hmm. a, a big time name, but then they have all these projects. And I'm kind of fearful that Taika Waititi is not going to do his Star Wars film because he has so much going on. And mm-hmm. I just kind of wonder really about that. True. But yeah, like I said, it is a rumor and it is an interesting one. And the code name is Grammar Radio and um it, it's that's radio actually rodeo rodeo i'm sorry i said radio oh, yeah, okay. grammar rodeo there was Just kind of a rumor the... out there uh stating that um, yoda was going to be involved somehow and i thought okay well grammar and and yoda okay that kind of makes oh. sense but i mean but oh, you think about it, if it's young kids grammar school i mean that makes sense too there's a lot of possibilities, and I honestly think that the High Republic is is like a smart thing to do, especially after which I think we'll you know talk about later. But there was that new Old Republic cinematic trailer that dropped, and that honestly was really really cool because of a lot of people love the Old Republic. A lot of people thought when Ryan Johnson was going to do his trilogy that it was going to be the old Republic. And then we never got that from him. So honestly, I think that they need to focus as great as the high Republic is. They should focus on the old Republic as well. Um, but it also makes sense. Why it would be the high Republic, but I'm hoping for old Republic stuff soon. 
Um, and anything that leads leads to Darth Plagueis the Wise, that would be awesome. Cool, because that would lead us to young Palpatine. And if we see young Palpatine, that would be very, very enlightening because there's a lot of um, fan casting for um, for Tom Hiddleston to uh, play the role of him. And he's great as Loki. So, Yeah, that would definitely they, be my choice. And you oh, would assume, I mean, it's like kind of a slam dunk choice to have Palpatine in the show and show him. Oh, I mean, yeah. Everyone wants to see him, um, just like we all want to see Liam Neeson and Obi-Wan, and it makes total oh, sense. Gosh. It's just yes. the casting hasn't come out, and they've kind of done the same thing with Acolyte. Yeah. And also, John Favreau is rumored to be executive producing Grammar Rodeo. Ooh. So that's also a little bit... Um, kind of an interesting thing because he's really only been involved with Mandalorian type stuff. So if it is a High Republic centric show, it'd be interesting that he'd be involved, but he'd be an executive producer, not a producer. So, I mean, dependent on how much time he has left from working in the Favoloni universe with <laughs> Ahsoka and the Mandalorian and Boba Fett and Possibly the the Rangers show. Hopefully that gets done. So there is a lot to look forward to. In regards to that whole universe, the Ahsoka series made some casting news. Ray Stevenson, who previously voiced Gar Saxon in Rebels and Clone Wars, got cast as an admiral, but not Admiral Thrawn. So. Yeah, because I was going to say, I know some people were thinking that, you know, hey, he might show up as Gar Saxon again. I'm like, he, Gar Saxon died, um, like, when he was fighting Sabine, like, like the third season of Rebels. So there's no way that he would come back and play Gar Saxon. But seeing him in the Clone Wars again was actually really, really cool. That's something I didn't expect to happen. So that was awesome. Yeah, he's part of the Disney family. He played uh, Volstagg in, in Thor. And uh, a long time ago, he was also the Punisher in a Punisher film. So, yeah, he has uh, deep ties to Marvel, Disney, Star Wars. And he's a real big dude, too. He is. He's Last a big I remember. Guy. Yeah. So, yeah, hopefully he's playing one of Admiral Thrawn's um, species in the Chiss. We, I don't think we've ever seen any live action Chiss on screen, have we? No, we have not. We are seeing the first of the pan, um, of a Pantoran uh, over at Galaxy's Edge, um, which is really cool. And I think we're slowly starting to see more like aliens from from canon. Um, but a Chiss is not one of them. And I think when when we actually do get that that's going to be huge because of Thrawn is this giant character. Like Thrawn is mm-hmm. going to be is going to be like the emperor of the of the Mandalorian timeline. Like that's how big of a character Thrawn is, and in Legends he played a huge part in it. So I'm I'm hoping like more stuff from Legends. I'm hoping that we get more Sith that is from Legends. I'm hoping that like we just get this giant battle and see the end of Thrawn. Um, but it's just funny because then after that, then you go into the sequel trilogy and then the emperor's back and you're just like, wait, what? So it, it will be interesting because of all these timelines, all of these stories are going to end up, you know, somehow tying into the sequels. 
So mm-hmm. I'm just curious of what they're going to do. Yeah. I will say this, though. If we're looking for more, like, variety of species, like the Higher Republic show, if that's what it's going to be, Grammar Rodeo will have to have a ton. Because I swear, every other page, I have to, like, pull up Wikipedia because they're describing some species that I don't know. <laughs> and I have to look at it because I'm like, what do they look like? So there's a, there's a ton in those books. So that's something I'd love to see is like just more varieties. Cause like, you know, I see humans every day. There's so many cool, like alien species that they can explore in these like new shows that they're coming out with. Yeah. So Reese, uh, Ray Stevenson joins uh, the casting of Sabine Wren, uh, Natasha Liu Bordizzo, um, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, who's in an unknown role. Uh, Ivana Sakno, uh, she is in an unknown role as well, but she's rumored to be possibly a mercenary. And of course, Hayden Christensen. And the filming begins in April of 2022 this year in Los Angeles. And um, the show is expected, the Ahsoka show is expected to arrive on Disney Plus in uh, 2023. Wow. There you go. So I, I think we'll see talk... a lot of flashbacks in that too. Oh you yeah, for sure. Oh yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. if yeah, if you got Hayden in there, I mean, I'm thinking that just besides that, we'll probably see Hayden as a Force ghost too. Um, and that's something I'm hoping that we definitely get to see um, in the future with Luke, like of Luke, t- like seeing like Ghost Hayden, like in in like the future, like somewhere like in Mandalorian season three or something. I think that would be phenomenal. Yeah, really, I, really cool. I think that's really the dream for all Star Wars fans to see that, mm-hmm. see that interaction. Yeah, I saw someone put a meme together. It wasn't about Anakin, but it was about Padme, and someone had said, "Wow, that like Ahsoka meeting Luke. Like now, someone can like tell him about his mother, because like he never really think about it. No one ever really. He never really encountered someone who could tell him a whole ton about Padme. Ahsoka can. And I was like, all right, I'm crying now. It's fun. <laughs> Yeah, and I think back on it, I, it feels like we're going to get the meeting of Ahsoka Tano and Luke Skywalker because that was mm-hmm. one of the big, like, wondering moments of Chapter 6. It was like, yeah. of, of the Book of Boba Fett. It's like, oh my gosh, they met. What was that conversation like when they first right. met? How did they meet? How did it? I, I, yeah, I need to see it. I was just, yeah. like, not expecting it at all. So, like, when I saw her, I was just like, my brain was going a mile a minute. Like, oh my yeah. gosh, she met Luke. Oh my gosh, oh my gosh, she went and just like <laughs> spiraled. <laughs> <laughs> so, I want to talk about um, our anticipation and expectations um, because when the Super Bowl happened, a lot of fans were kind of expecting something like maybe. A trailer, which was was kind of a big ask, or even just a couple of scenes. I don't, you know like what? No, Disney I don't Plus. think it was. I don't think it was a big ask. Give us a little trailer, a little teaser. I don't think it was a big ask, personally. My only <laughs> thing is that people also forget, you know, as great as the stuff that we do get from them, they're also very, very slow at advertising. And they haven't said why. But for all of their projects, which we all know this, because in late October in 2019 is when we got the actual trailer for like the real actual trailer for The Rise of Skywalker. We actually got the actual trailer for The Mandalorian like a month like before November, like of for season one. 
that's always been like that with Disney um, for dropping stuff for Disney Plus. Um, Marvel, they're a lot better at it, but for Star Wars, they're slow on it. We don't know why. We probably, um, I think someone said that we that there's a chance that we wouldn't see the trailer until maybe May 4th. And then that would be like, you know, a couple the of weeks same beforehand. month? Well, at honestly. That point, it, at that point, don't drop one. At that point, I don't want to see it. I just want to see the show. Right, but like that's what people were wait, saying about Spider-Man too. Because like the whole point of a trailer is to like keep people excited and interested in my opinion and so like why on earth at that point if you're gonna wait to post it in the same month just don't what's the point yeah i agree with brooke i mean typically when they drop a poster like they did i mean soon to follow was a trailer or or something moving images and it was it was funny because ewan mcgregor did a super bowl commercial and they did the last (laughs) shot of that commercial was like sand and a sun in the sky. It was like, oh my gosh. We're like kicking us while we're down here. <laughs> and then Disney yeah. Plus did a commercial. And it was Aquafina walking through their building. And with a bunch of goats wearing masks. Yeah. Of like Marvel and Star Wars characters. I mean, so that did you too... Did you understand that commercial, David? Um, Th- that... I, I think the general kind of like conveyance was like, we have the best shows subscribed to Disney Plus. So, have, yes, yeah. because GOAT, greatest, yeah, greatest of, of all time. time. Yeah. Yes, okay. I, I, I love that you just explained that to us, babe. Thank you. <laughs> well, some people don't know. I didn't for a long time. I had to yeah, look you... it up. People kept saying, I'm the GOAT, and I'm like, what does that mean? Really? <laughs> yeah, Brooke and Meryl Streep <laughs> <laughs> didn't know what the GOAT was. Oh, that's funny. I mean, I knew it in time for the commercial, but like, I'm getting older. I'm not as hip as I used to be. <laughs> so who, let me ask you this question, Brooke. This is like a personal question. It's a, it's a question I ask a lot of people. Who is the goat in basketball? First thing that pops in your head. Basketball? You're asking me about sports, David. Yeah, just, <laughs> well, off the top of your head. Who do you think? Michael Jordan? I don't know. Bless you. Okay, we can move on. <laughs> I just, I'm like, it's the first person that pops in my head. I'm just like, sure, that guy. I just... Yeah, because that term kind of originated with Michael Jordan. So, Did it? Yeah. Oh, okay. The greatest of all time. As far as I know, I mean, I I'm 40, know. so I've been watching basketball, football for my entire life. But, all right, yeah, I just wanted to see what you'd say. Okay, so, yeah, like I was saying, that Disney Plus commercial, that really kind of stung. And I know James was telling me he took a vacation. He didn't watch. And he was like, I was waiting for you to text me. Did you see the commercial? But yeah, didn't happen. Didn't drop. And like I said, when they drop a poster, usually some type of trailer or something drops. But when do you guys think we're going to get the actual, I guess, teaser trailer for Obi-Wan? April, May 4th. Some people were thinking maybe on on the day the Lego Star Wars comes out. And I was like, that would be the most random thing. I personally, I think March is like my, my cutoff. If I don't get it in March, I don't want it because You're at that probably point, not getting it in March. I just look, look. That's what I'm saying. April is the yeah. month before. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just. I'm. I'm just hoping that the I. I honestly would feel so much better if they actually told us why they wait so long. To drop a trailer, 
And we've, we haven't got any explanation of that for a long, long time. Um, because of that has happened for almost every single Star Wars project um, for like since since the rise of Skywalker, really. Like we like got like a teaser at D23 and for at Star Wars Celebration for episode nine. And that was huge. And then we didn't get the official full out trailer, not the behind scene, not the behind the scenes trailer, but the full out trailer for the Mandalorian a couple of weeks prior. And do you then think they just don't that- feel obligated? Like they know people are going to watch these shows. Like they yeah. know people are going to watch these movies. Kenobi is so highly anticipated. Do you think they just like don't necessarily care too much because they know that yeah, people I, are going to watch it regardless? I think there's many parts of the equation there because Marvel dropped some big time trailers themselves, and of course, Marvel's owned by Disney. And maybe they wanted more of the hype to be with Doctor Strange because Doctor mm-hmm. Strange isn't to me like a like a top tier character like a Spider Man, and they had to have some juice going for for Doctor Strange. And it seems like that movie's going to be incredible. I I'm hyped for that movie. Yeah. Wanda's my girl. She's going to mess stuff up. It's going to be great. Yeah, and of course they had a trailer for Moon Knight, which is another very mm-hmm. probably a lower tier character than Doctor Strange, but equally as awesome, I think. So, yeah. I was hoping for that Super Bowl trailer. I wanted to be hyped, but didn't get it. But maybe. Maybe they wanted it. They were like, we're going to focus on Marvel for the Super Bowl. That could be. Yeah. So, it's been a couple... It's it's about to be a couple of weeks uh, after we got the finale of the Book of Boba Fett. And according to an analytics company called Samba TV, they reported that there was an uptick of 36% more viewers than the finale of The Mandalorian Season 2 with Luke Skywalker. Um, What do you think kind of caused that? What do you think brought that on? Brooke? Good question. So more people... hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thirty six percent more people watched compared to the first week. Were... I'm I'm thinking because of a big battle was hinted at, like that was going to happen through that entire thing, and people were just waiting until it got to that point because of a big a big battle was hyped, like through the entire series that that there was going to be this boss battle in the middle of Moss Espa and everything on fire and there's like blaster fire everywhere, which I will say that final fight was awesome. Like I, I loved it. I, I thought the thing was great. I mean, I didn't need anything with the mods really. Like if, if, if the mods didn't make it, I really wouldn't have been like, Oh no. Like, but, but yeah, no, I, I do not like the mods. I really don't (laughs) like them. With a vengeance. He's like, get (laughs) them. Well, but, uh, but yeah, no, I, I think that's one big reason. And I think a lot of people thought that Luke Skywalker was also going to play a large role because of the great thing about theories is that they can grow like wildfire. And then in our brains, it's like, that's exactly what's going to happen. I'm going to watch this because this is what's going to happen. And then we don't get what we want. And then people are like, eh. but that happens sometimes with other movies that like people go and see them. And then the movie flops, but you still get a lot of viewerships for a movie that flopped. So I think it was like that. I don't think, and, and as because of 
comparing this ending to season two Mando ending, which ending, like, which season finale did you think was better? The one from Mando season two or the one from Book of Boba? I think Mando I know David's two. answer. <laughs> yeah. 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 I'm going to go with Mando. Yeah, and the reason why is because of this one had an actual Luke Skywalker moment, like of and and that's what we wanted in the Book of Boba Fett season finale. And I think a lot of people were like, "Oh, hey, you know, all of this, you know, kind of slow, you know, all this slowness is actually going to pay off." But I think we got our Luke Skywalker um, episode and episode five and six. I think those were like shocker, surprising episodes when that should have been the season finale. I think that's what was missing from the Book of Boba Fett was that the two greatest episodes, again, had nothing to do with Boba Fett, unfortunately. I and was actually, I was really disappointed in that, actually. Like, I, I loved the episodes, though. Like, of course I did. They were wonderfully done. However, I was just like, why? Like, they didn't belong in the Book of Boba Fett. And I was kind of upset by that because I wanted to see so much more about Boba Fett. Like, that's why I was watching the show. And so that's why the finale to me almost felt like I was missing something. Because the last two episodes I had just watched had had nothing to do with him. And then all of a sudden we're back to him and it's the finale. And it just, I felt personally, I felt a disconnect. And like, I was just like, like I had wanted more out of it. Like, I still liked it. But I was disappointed that, we suddenly were so focused on Mando and Gro- Mando and Grogu. Yeah, yeah. I don't. Yeah, because of that. And a big comparison is, for example, Iron Man being in the first Spider-Man movie um, in the MCU. You would expect that the person to steal the show would be the main character, not one of the you know guest characters. And and Iron Man being there, kind of like. Yes, he is the mentor of uh, of Spider-Man. But after I got done watching Homecoming, I remember leaving and everyone was talking about, um, no offense to I'm sorry to anyone that hasn't watched Spider-Man Homecoming yet. It's been almost, what? It's been over five years at least. So, um, but uh, the big thing a lot of people were walking away from Homecoming was that uh, that Happy was carrying the ring, the engagement ring that Tony had since 2008 that was the main thing about you know people were talking about like how pepper Potts made a cameo in that and i was like we're not going to talk about how how like we saw like the vulture for the first time or anything no people were talking about iron man and, and uh and pepper Potts, and and, and that's yeah so i was like because side characters the guest characters should not be making like i didn't necessarily get that from spider-man i know that's a completely different podcast but i had no problem with Iron Man being in it, because I didn't feel like he overpowered the show. I still felt like it was about Spider-Man. Just also, mm. Iron Man showed up, too. Right, but now I feel like Mando is going to be like that, where, like, in the other show, some some way, somehow, he's going to make a cameo in every single show, just because of he was the first. So if you think about it, Mando mm. is kind of like the Iron Man of this whole of all these new shows. Because no joke... I could definitely see, like in in Kenobi, like at at, at that point, um, uh, Mando was trying to make a name for himself w- when he was younger, and we definitely have Absolutely. that foreshadowed season one. So we could definitely see He's like a young Mando. Up. I'm telling I'm you right now it. that I'm there's calling a it. There's absolutely that makes no sense. 
I'm gonna call. I'm gonna say no. Okay. Well, uh, <laughs> well, there's also in most likely he will show up in in Ahsoka. He will show up in in the Bogotan series. So I Bogotan. think. Yeah, yeah. So I think Mando I just, will be the next Iron Man, but it will be like in Star Wars, and it's just where like he will make like cameos and show up in episodes and stuff because of if Grogu and yeah, in some way I well I there's a chance honestly that Grogu could actually show up in Kenobi, and and the and, and the reason why is because of the whole Order sixty six. We don't know who actually rescued him for the temple, and then you know somehow Grogu ties into Kenobi, which I think would just be. All right, we get it. You have Grogu. You don't need to use it every single time you have the chance. Like just like let Kenobi be Kenobi. So I'm 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 hoping I'm wrong about that. I'm hoping that we don't see Mando. We don't see Grogu. Cuz as great That'd be as wild it is, if we got Grogu and Kenobi. <laughs> I'm telling you there's a chance I would though. probably I think I'd be upset. I think I would legit be upset. No. I love of, I love that little green goblin, but if he shows up in Kenobi, I'm going to be upset. There is a slim chance. There is a slim chance um, that Tell might happen. There's be- a chance. Yeah, because of or of the whole answer, uh, the whole question that hasn't been answered yet, which is who rescued him, and then we can maybe see. Because again, we know some things about Kenobi, but we don't know the entire plot. And there's a rumored plot, which I know we will discuss later. But there's a chance that Grogu might be part of this in some way, because in the books, uh, in the books, Obi Wan leaves Tatooine. To help a Jedi, um, uh, l- l- like of these like novels were like legend now, but in the books, like he like left Tatooine to go and help a Jedi that survived Order sixty six. And what happens if this Jedi ends up being like someone that you know that re- someone that we know, but they rescued Grogu? I could definitely see something like that, and that way it would tie into the Mando universe, and then it would tie it into um uh, and into Kenobi and the Skywalker timeline and everything. But I think that would be a lot. But there's a chance they might do it because they're like, hey, Grogu will bring in a lot more viewers. And that's that's what he did for Book of Boba Fett. Once people found out like that Grogu was involved, people were like, oh man, like I gotta go watch this because people love Grogu. Ugh. He's such a selling point now for just, he's done everything. <laughs> just that's why I'm thinking I, love, I, love I could it, see them doing but it. Yeah. The amount of people who come into my store and they say, What do you have of baby Yoda? It's <laughs> like, oh my god. They're like, I don't even watch the show. I just like him. And I'm just like, okay. Wow. That's <laughs> no, I've, even kind of further. Multiple, multiple people will come in. And they'll be like, I don't even watch the show. I just love that little creature. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> wow, that's that's so interesting. Because <laughs> I've, I've said on the podcast many times before, I'll wear a, a, a Grogu mask. And the kids are like, Baby Yoda, Baby Yoda. And I'll ask them, do you like Star Wars? They're like, what's Star Wars? Yeah. Oh. And it's like, oh. Mm-hmm. He's not for you. <laughs> <laughs> I think Baby Yoda Grogu's for everyone. I mean, everyone has their own. No, case, that was a joke. Something. No, absolutely. Yeah. You lo- you like what you like. I I, I don't yeah. judge. So yeah, my thoughts on why the Book of Boba Fett finale was thirty six percent more the viewership is is simple fact is that I think when the Mandalorian season two finale came out, there was something like eighty eight million subscribers, and now with we have more. um. 
the yeah the the, the subscriber mm. base is about 118 million so there's a whole lot more people watching so i think that's the big factor but i think the other factor was when they showed the deep fake of luke skywalker and how well that was and how chapter five chapter six seemed to escalate and kind of just this like huge momentum that it had with the effects and uh I mean, the budget seemed like they they waited to spend a lot of the budget on these two episodes. I think the general public thought, okay, well, if they did this, the finale is going to have to top these two last shows, which I don't think it did. I thought it was a good finale, but I was expecting a whole lot more. I think we were all yeah. expected to see maybe like Han, Chewie, the Falcon, etc. See, but... I might have been the odd one out, but I didn't. I didn't want to see those guys because mm-hmm. like. I, I love that we're exploring different characters, and so I kind of don't want all of these mainstream characters to wind their way back in. Like, I still kind of want to focus on these other ones. So I was going to be all right if they didn't show up. Yeah. yeah. No, I, no, I think that as, again, I would be so shocked if they had Grogu, but I think there's a chance because of Grogu is a good selling point to people. So I, I, and, and Amanda would make sense as well. So I'm just, I'm hoping, you know, if it happens, it happens. And you heard it here first. I, I predicted it, but I'm just like, if it happens, I'm predicting it. Okay. Well, (laughs) like I said, we'll see what happens. So, yeah. Kenobi's coming in about three months, guys. Yep, we're about three months, three days away from the six episodes. But who's counting? Yeah, yeah. they're <laughs> all directed by Deborah Chow, starring past and present Star Wars actors. And yeah. Ewan McGregor actually spoke to Forbes, and he has a long quote here that I'm about to read, so uh, bear with me here. So Ewan McGregor said this. He said, oh my gosh, well, I love playing him again. I mean, it's quite interesting. After the experience of making the first three films and living through sort of the reception in the world, which wasn't always glowing, I have to say, and then now, meeting the generation who we made these films for, the children then and now, people in their late teens or early 20s, those people were kids who we made these films for. They love them. To them, they're their Star Wars films, you know. For us, it was original films of the 70s, but for them, it was our films were their Star Wars. So to step back in the shoes again now and do a series, a whole series about Obi-Wan Kenobi for those fans, it just makes me really happy. So that is super interesting to me because I remember back when Ewan McGregor was on the red carpet back in like 2001 and they interviewed him and they said, hey, have you heard the new title for episode two? And he's like, no. And the interviewer was like, it's Attack of the Clones. And Ewan McGregor thought he was kidding. <laughs> and <laughs> I was like, oh, no. Because when I first heard that title, Attack of the Clones, I was like, uh, I don't know. Maybe it'll grow on me. And I think it has. But the way he addresses what transpired over that span of time when the prequels hit. I mean, they weren't super beloved by the, the OT fans. And the older fans out there. But I think they've grown on us. There was a lot of aspects that I loved. I I really loved Attack of the Clones when I first saw it. And I think over time it's waned a bit. 
but it's interesting that Ewan kind of sees that he's kind of now carrying the torch for Star Wars and he is now in that Alec Guinness role and he's he's reprising his role which is such a great thing I love the fact that Star Wars goes back and gets the same actors yes. getting getting the actors Joel Edgerton and Bonnie Peace to play Uncle Owen and Aunt Brood it, oh it's gosh. so great like... and Joel Edgerton is like a big actor now I mean he he's a big time director he writes his own stuff I mean he could have just easily said no but he came back and I don't think he's going to have a huge part in the series. So I think he kind of just did it because, I mean, everyone loves Star Wars. But, I mean, you just never know. But yeah, all those actors coming back, Hayden coming back, Disney asking him, Lucasfilm asking him to come back. I thought that was just brilliant. And I want to say that we did contribute Colin and I because when he showed up on that stage at Celebration in Orlando 2017, we were freaking a out, man. Huge ovation. 20, and he had to like shut the crowd up when he came out. 2019. So yeah, no, 2017. Mm-hmm. Nope. 2019, man. 2019 was Chicago. What also was that year? But no, I'm talking about the 40th uh, panel when he came out on stage. Oh, you're you're talking about Hayden. I yeah. We thought you were talking about. McGregor, because I was gonna say that. Nope. No, I was I was on the Hayden train. It was just oh huge. yeah, yeah. Look, I just wasn't there. Right there, so. right there. <laughs> Fine. I don't know how this works. Right there. I <laughs> I like met him. That, oh my gosh, finger. Come on, move it there. No, maybe no. I'm too tired for this. There we go. Uh, yeah, I met him that that year. Like no joke. Yeah. Like a day after that panel, I I, I met Hayden. It was back in 2017. In Orlando, yeah, he got Florida. a huge ovation. I was so happy the crowd did that. And, and he was so right next to the emperor himself. Yeah. That was really, really cool. Yeah. And just to show up to Celebration, do the whole thing, be willing to be back with Star Wars. I mean, I that, that's just so great. And I thought he was great as Anakin. I mean, he is the embodiment. He fully encompasses what I think of Anakin now. And, I mean, it's been so many years, but I thought he did a tremendous job. And he's back. He's going to be in Ahsoka. So I'm super excited. As are we. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm just hoping <laughs> that Ashley Eckstein um, has a big involvement in the show. Because if she doesn't, oh, I'm going to yeah. be. Um, it's just who she is directing it? So much. Like. We know that Dave Filoni is going to have a huge part in it, but 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 all that stuff hasn't been like officially announced yet, right? Like of who's actually directing it and all that, or or it has. Uh, for Ahsoka, yeah. Uh, we don't. I think we're kind of thinking that Filoni is pretty much going to write everything. Um, as far as directing, we don't know yet. Um, that's something kind of up in the air at this point. Um. It's going to shoot in April, though, so it's pretty close. And it's going to shoot, I believe, in the same spot that the Mandalorian, the Book of Boba Fett, and Kenobi shot in the uh, Manhattan Beach Studios in California. So, yeah, if James could maybe, like, sneak in to the volume there, that'd right. be great. <laughs> Get some info. Oh. But we do know who is composing the main theme for Obi-Wan Kenobi now. That was big news this week, too. That was really, really cool, which I'm kind of seeing a pattern um, because of he also did this for Solo. Um, John Williams is going to be writing the main theme for Kenobi. Like, not the entire show, 
but uh but the main theme and that's actually what he did with solo which i think i think he's doing that with like main characters like from the skywalker saga because of you know he made some of those themes but there are some themes that he never did for characters because like luke has a theme leia has a theme uh, Yoda has a theme, but Obi-Wan never had a theme. Han Solo really never had a theme. So maybe John Williams is going back and he's like, oh, hey, you know, I have another shot at this. And he's 90 years old. Like, this guy's been thinking about this stuff for a long time. So I guarantee he was like, oh, you know what? I will pull this out. I've had this in my pocket for almost 40 years. Here you go. Because like, I, I, I guarantee like it's going to be beautiful. It will, like take us back because anything with john williams is so beautiful um like my one of my favorite themes is um one that he did recently for the rise of skywalker and it's called the rise of skywalker and that song is so beautiful and even though i'm not the biggest fan of the last jedi there's also a theme he did which is called the rebellion is born and that one's really really good too so john williams still has it He's also scoring, not Star Wars, but he's also scoring Indiana Jones 5 as well. So that's really, really exciting. So I think anything where John Williams is in it, you know it's going to be good. And the fact that he's like, hey, I'm doing the music for this is amazing. So I'm super, super excited for that. Yeah. And yeah, going back to Celebration 2017, we got to see him live. And that was one of the most shocking moments of, I think, our lives. Dude, I remember we were all like oh hey like like the panel's done because of there was a long pause for it and then and, and 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 i just remember like our group was like okay and we like kind of you know we're kind of figured out f- what exit to go to and then the red curtain dropped and, and all we saw like everyone was like <gasps> and then john williams just went like and then he just started playing leia's theme and i just remember everyone was crying and like and and, and then people in the front row were like on top of their chairs and putting their kids on there and we we're like bro what no but but yeah no I I just remember that and I just remember like what is life like I can't believe that I that we got to experience um, probably some of the greatest Star Wars like actors and people in one room within an hour it was over an hour and George Lucas Harrison Ford Mark Hamill like the original cast Hayden the Emperor himself um, it was phenomenal it, it 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 was awesome and it was probably the closest that that we would get to seeing most of the trio together because of during that we also got um peter mayhew billy d williams um all next to each other anthony daniels mark hamill harrison ford george lucas all on one stage like it, it, it was the the coolest thing and then john williams adding to it like yes john williams well i guess john williams is a character in star wars now because of he made that the secret sauce yeah and uh in episode nine but john williams is as big a he is no joke. I feel like if John Williams never scored Star Wars, Star Wars wouldn't be as big as it is today. I agree. Like John Williams, hand hands down is is the goat. Like I'm not talking about a goat, like the goat. <laughs> Brought it all the way back. <laughs> yeah, like for Star Wars, he. I listen to John Williams every single day. Um, like not even at work, like just in general, like just I, I was like I love john williams it's he's been a huge part of my childhood and i guarantee when he passes away knocking on whether he doesn't for almost uh other hundred years but like i i hope i mean i know i will cry 
and it's because of he as as big of a part of Star Wars as any other main character in it. Like John Williams has made helped make Star Wars the way that it is. So yeah, they had I, a, I, yeah, they had a prime opportunity in that Disney Plus commercial to have all those goats and then just have John Williams in there. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I think I, I don't think anyone can argue that fact that he is the greatest of all time. As yeah, far as music composing for for films. I mean, could you imagine if like someone time traveled and was like, like for somehow they took John Williams out of the equation where like he like didn't write any movie scores because of you got the theme for Superman, like classic Superman, Harry Potter, Jaws, E.T., Star Wars, Indiana Jones, iconic films. Take. Take John Williams out of it. It's like, yeah, you've got some great cinematography but where's the iconic music because of if you create music that is that makes the whole galaxy or the whole like film or show bigger than what it seems then you've accomplished your goal and john williams um exceeded that goal and he made it like crazy to where if you listen to music like um like to any movie soundtrack and you hear the music you can tell exactly in your brain, like, oh, like in the movie, this is exactly what's happening without actually watching it on screen. Like every single time I hear the theme, like like for Luke's theme or for Yoda's theme, I just close my eyes and like I know exactly where I, where I am in the movie right now because it's like that. That's how iconic it is. That's how iconic John Williams's work is. So him being part of Kenobi is a huge deal. It's it's a huge deal because. Um, because without John Williams, there is no Star Wars. Like, if you take out, you know, a couple of people, Star Wars want to be a thing, and John Williams is one of those people. Like, it's it's huge. It's huge that John Williams is doing Kenobi, and not and like you know, people were you know hyped about it, but like not as hype as I thought people would be because he's phenomenal. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he's so iconic that when you name a list of all his iconic work you leave off iconic work. You didn't even mention Jurassic Park. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sorry. And that's a huge one. No, yeah, it's not on yeah. you. It's just, I mean, he's just done so much. It's like... yeah. Oh, I mean, and just, he also you... did Home Alone as well. And yeah. he also did Schindler's List as well. Right. So, yeah, no, no. Like, honestly, just take him out of the equation. Most of these movies would not be iconic as they as as they would be. Yep. With him in it. Like, I totally it's, agree. It's phenomenal. So, yeah, this past week, a lot of like leaks and scoops and info in regards to Obi-Wan Kenobi dropped. I don't think we're going to talk about them here because I think a lot of them are actually true. I think we might do a Patreon episode where we talk about it. But, yeah, there's a lot of big info, star, uh, story, plot points, characters, who plays who. I think leaked as well. So it's all out there online, but we'll probably do a podcast on Patreon for it. So just a heads up. Just be careful if you're looking not to get spoiled. Yep. It was Max Rebo that that saved Grogu. Wow. You heard it here first. I don't think there's any like Rebo leaks. There was a meme that came out that I think you shared with this con. I did. And, and... On Instagram, if you type in like in the actual gift bar, they finally made a Max Rebo gift, and I didn't make it, and I'm really, really satisfied. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's really, really cool. But yeah, 
And speaking of composers, Andor has found its composer in a three-time Academy Award-nominated Nicholas Bertel. Um, he is responsible for the theme for the HBO show Succession, I believe. And he's also done the scores for Oscar-winning films like Moonlight, If Bill Street Could Talk. And he's currently nominated for the Netflix movie Don't Look Up. So that's Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah, I... So the only thing about Kenobi for me is that I feel like that show is going to be like the main highlight. And then after people watch Kenobi and then watch Andor and stuff, they'll be like, but Kenobi like just happened a couple of months ago. I'm not over this yet. Cause of Andor is going to be like this star Wars spy thriller, um, action adventure. Um, like I feel like Andor will be like the kind of like the Kingsman, James Bond type vibe of, uh, of where like they are going, um, and discovering secrets like that, you know, that we as the audience know, but but Andor and a couple of the other people don't know yet. And something else I'm thinking about too is that Andor is kind of like the live action version of Star Wars Rebels, I feel. Like I I, I feel that's what might happen because it's just happening after like a couple of years before the events of um of a Rogue One and then also it's I'm thinking that you know that we might see some of those some of those characters from Rebels like Hera and maybe Rex and you know as cameos like probably not if if we do see like Hera and Rex as main characters that would be I would be blown away by that and I so, would love to see live action Hera that would be awesome to I think Mar- it's just a matter of time yeah to Mar Morrison honestly could you imagine if like he showed up in every single live action like show of this year like he could show up but as, as old... different different yeah people. <laughs> yeah because of he could show up as as commander cody and uh and, and kenobi yeah. as a flashback he could show up like, yeah. as captain rex and and the Endor show and it's the, like that would be like the year of morrison right there that would be so funny that'd be awesome i would up. love that yeah yeah, just a clone in general. I mean, yeah. Mm-hmm. And his voice. I mean, you're going to hear his voice. Right, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I love that line that Bo-Katan said. I've heard your voice a thousand times. So, I yeah. would also like to see maybe young young Boba Fett in, uh, in Kenobi, maybe. like of, of Just like a cameo of maybe like Cad Bane and, and Boba and something Why? on the lines of that. Why of, would they be in Kenobi? Well, Tatooine. Why? Moss Eisley oh, is known for freaking Tatooine you know, for the scum and I love Tatooine bro and no. white we might see the younger version of the bartender um from uh, <laughs> from a new hope too man there is going to be a lot of callbacks in Kenobi like like you just know that there's going to be a lot of callbacks of just seeing Uncle Owen and and Aunt Peru again is going to be so surreal like that's that's going to be gnarly but i do have a suspicion that we will see black crescent um and and it's because of that comic and then some of that would probably probably be retconned i could see an episode of where like you know in the early, one of the early episodes of where uh of where that comic book is like a full episode and we see like Java hire black percent to 
figure out who was the person that took down his thugs and then like Obi-Wan and Black Chrysanthemum fight. Like that would be a cool like tie into Book of Boba Fett, and that would also be a cool tie into the comic, which again would retcon a book, which the movies and shows conquer that. Um that's made been very clear. But yeah, no, I'm I'm so pumped for that. Yeah. I'm excited to see more Imperials too, because we haven't seen Imperials for a while. Yeah, yeah. And Andor is gonna be hev- heavily imperialized, I think. And mm-hmm. yeah, it's twelve episodes and they've greenlit season two for Andor. So apparently yeah. it's like really good. They're really satisfied with it. I'm just excited. I'm just I'm loving the shows. I'm loving the shows. Like, you know, movies you can only do like what up to two, three hours, but like with shows you get to really like expand and do so much more, I feel like. I'm loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Yeah, I think that's really where Star Wars benefits the fact that we can we can explore more and go more into the characters because before, I mean, with films, I mean, you need like all the ancillary material like books and comics to really kind of further explore games. But yeah, I mean, with the with the TV shows, I mean, that's that's awesome. I I wish they would increase the budget more and maybe kind of like fix that up a little bit because i know we've all seen like errors and like people standing in shots wearing blue jeans and <laughs> helicopters and stuff like that but yeah i it, i think that's really where star wars shines now is is in the tv shows and they're still doing films we're gonna get one in 2023 which is next year at the end of the year in december so that's still scheduled but um yeah and or and or should I, I think it's going to please a lot of people um, for as much Disney is excited about it. So, Yeah. Uh, on Valentine's Day, which was the day after the Super Bowl, of course, I actually went to Dallas to go watch the Super Bowl with my brother for the first time in like decades. But uh, and of course, I work from home. I'm always at home. And the one day that I'm not at home, my razor crest. Yeah. got delivered Ooh. so i got the notification i was still in dallas i got the notification hey the ups man is at your door and needs your signature and i'm like Ugh. Oh. and i've been in that situation before where ups has come and tried to drop off stuff and they take it back with them so luckily yeah, technology was on my side i have a ring doorbell so i i hit the respond button i talked to the guy and i said hey is there any way you could just leave it on the porch even though it was like $700 worth of toys because I have I ordered two of them. And he was like, yeah, sure, I can do that. He had to check with his manager. So I called my wife, and she was working. And I told her, hey, is there any way possible you can drive home, put the stuff in the house, <laughs> and then drive back to work? And she's like, yeah, it was around lunchtime, so I think she just did it for lunch. So she did that, secured them. I finally got them. If you're watching us on YouTube or on the live stream, you can see it right behind me. There, there you go. go. Glorious. <laughs> And it took a while to put together. Um, it came with a lot of like blasters, and it ha- it's. I mean, it is so detailed. If if you watch the show, which I'm pretty sure everyone has here, he has a a arsenal like a locker with all of his blasters. We see it a couple times in the show, and then, and it comes with all those blasters. It comes with all of them. Oh, that's sick. So they're in a little baggie, but I mean, it's it's tiny. It's to scale. The ship is to scale to the 3.5-inch action figures. So I was thinking, okay, maybe I should get the tweezers and tweeze them in and stick them in because there's there's a peg for each one of the 
the blasters. So I tried that. I couldn't. I had to end up taking off the side, ripping the door out, pulling the, the entrance down, and then kind of sticking my fingers in there and like pushing them oh, in there. Geez. But I got them all in there, and it all kind of matches what we saw on the show. So, yeah, I was super satisfied. The detail on it is is awesome. I mean, I, I just did an unboxing video that I'm going to put on. i got to edit it still. I'm going to put it on Patreon so everyone can see it. And, um, yeah, it's it's a pretty awesome toy. I mean, it's maybe the coolest toy that I've ever purchased. And Ooh. I haven't bought a lot of, like, big toys like this. And when I was a kid, I never had the chance to. But, yeah, this toy is is super detailed. I mean, <clears throat> down to the refresher. The refresher's in there. The Star Wars toilet is in really? there. Really? <laughs> oh, in, amazing. Yeah, nice. In detail. And all the... Can all you actually shifters, flush it, though? I don't think you can. No, I think oh, can. not oh, worth wow. the seven hundred, man. <laughs> Can't even flush the toilet. Come on. Yeah, even down to the little like shifter knob that Grogu plays with. It's in oh, the no way. And they they actually put the threading on on the shifter where you can screw it in. That, that's really cool. And it's, I, it's tiny. <laughs> so my only thing with that is like when Brooke and I built the Lego Razor Crest and we got it, we were so excited. And then no joke, the very next episode was the one where it blows up. And I was like, <laughs> what was the point of getting it and making it come out the year? Like, no, I was like, I was so mad. I was like, this is a great ship. Why on earth would you blow it up? Colin took that very personally. I did. (laughs) I did. We worked hard on that. That was a hard build. That like took all night long to build. It wasn't like, hey, we'll sit down and we'll build it. Like we like sat down for hours and you ended up going to bed near the end. And then I had to build the whole thing by myself. So Uh, hold up. I built like 80% in the middle. You did. Whoa, 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 whoa. 80%. Yep. Yep. Okay. How about 12? 12%. Heck no. Oh, yeah. But we will talk about later like, why I'm you're wrong. But it's fine. It's fine. Um, <laughs> no, but uh, but yeah, no, honestly, I think they need to do more uh, stuff with Black Series like that because of the because the Rancor set was something that that like almost got finished. And then like they like just missed like the actual like people like pre-ordering it stuff by a little bit. And I think that they might do it again with, with Boba's Rancor and it will come with Boba. It will come with the Rancor and then it will come with a small Grogu that you can actually pose to actually sleep. Did he name sleep. his Rancor? Did I miss that? I don't yeah, think, I don't he, think did. he did. Yeah. But I'm telling you, if we actually got a, you know, if, the, if we actually got the proper, episodes for the book of boba fett we probably would have gotten that right. we probably would have he gotten training the it. rancor but no right? we had to get great been, episodes so cool with to Mando see and Hold up. boba yeah. fett training the rancor uh that's what should have happened that should have been a thing i they upset. filled it with more greatness which is fine but it's the book of boba fett though that was my thing i want we that was teased that was so teased like of of us actually getting an episode with Boba training to ride the Rancor, but we didn't even get that. Like you used a very great actor as the trainer for it, and you got put him in one episode. You put him in one episode. So disappointing. I was oh man, like that would have been so cool to have like Boba learn like 
We saw Boba train Tuscans how to ride speeder bikes. Those Why couldn't we? Yeah, like I know. Like, like, <laughs> yeah. Why on earth couldn't we get an episode of where <laughs> Boba is getting trained to ride a Rancor? Do you know how cool that, that would have been of, of, of showing like, like Boba, like kind of doing the same scene, like in Harry Potter and the prisoner of Azkaban, where like, he's trying to get the Rancor to like, where he's trying to get, where he's trying to get Buckbeak to trust him, but then like Boba's trying to get the Rancor to trust him, and then maybe the Rancor tries to eat him, and then like somehow they they bond, and then they end up like kind of going in the Dune Sea, and he's right and he's riding the Rancor, and then like boom, a sense of trust, not just guess what, he's got a Rancor, and he just shows up, you know, riding it. I feel like that was like a missed that 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 would have been the time where I would have been like, you know what, I'm okay with this being a filler episode because a lot of people would have been like, hey, th- that that's a filler episode. I don't like it. I would have been okay with that because the fact that Boba just showed up right in the ring core and we got no backstory of how the training went. Like that would have been so cool to see on screen, and we barely like they like talked about some of the history and lore of 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 Rancors, like for like a split second they were talking about it and then that was it that was a big tease that was probably one of the you know what that was probably one of the biggest disappointments of 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 the book of boba fett was that we didn't get that because that was like a huge thing that actually would have been really cool that involved boba and instead we got you know seeing luke and ahsoka and all that stuff which is great again i'm fine with it but i'm just Mm -hmm. like if we got that rancor training with boba that would have been so cool because of its diving deep into more into new lore into canon that would have been sick that would have been so cool yeah i think haslab if if they redo uh the rancor uh crowdfund if they have the danny trejo action figure which you can only get with haslab if if you do ula and malakili the rancor keeper Possibly, I mean, it could get funded because they weren't very far away. I think they were maybe like two thousand away. And it's all I because of Kevin are, Feige. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if Kevin Feige would have stepped in again, like he did for the Katana, yeah. But yeah, we have a lot of comments here, and I think we want to address some of these. And uh, um, and and I see one of them is Maya because Maya's watching. Maya, hi. She says, hi, Maya here. Just joined the stream. I really only listen to music with no words in it, and most of the time it's John Williams. Yeah, you He's such an awesome composer. So glad he's yeah. back. Yeah. Agreed. I feel like there's sometimes where I'm like, I'm someone who has to have, like, sound in the background. Otherwise, like, the silence just, like, destroys me. So, like, sometimes I need, like, music with no words because i'm just like you know i'm doing something i like can't like focus on it so like mm-hmm. that's when yes so totally agree hi I, I think the last jedi was the only film to make it to where you can watch am, am i wrong there you can watch the film with only the score is is that an option what? yeah that's an option huh on disney plus i think so yeah what yeah but I think The Last Jedi is the only film that you have that option. Of course. Interesting. Yeah. We're going to have to. Of course it is. The, the one film. <laughs> Come on, man. Yeah. No. Re- um, s- something I did like about The Rise of Skywalker as well is that it did have different themes from throughout the saga because of this scene 
where um where Poe is on the rooftop of of could of of Kajimi, mm-hmm. um like of of being up on the rooftop and talking to the purple power ranger um uh <laughs> he uh that theme from episode three of where uh of where Anakin is like he turned and then it's Obi-Wan and Yoda that are that just figured out that like he turned to, to the dark side and they're in Coruscant and they see all the you know all the bodies of of you know the younglings and they're in the hologram room and they see um Anakin like actually turning to the dark side and that theme was playing like as like as like a kind of a stressful theme like to their conversation and about Poe like saying like hey we didn't get that many people coming like to the battle of crate and helping us and all that stuff mm-hmm. so i like how john williams actually played a big role and by bringing some of the old themes back and then if you listen to the actual like end credits it's got like the imperial march theme and all that stuff too in it which is really really cool yeah and liam says i want to see a lot more dark side what's up liam i think we will man i think we'll see that in kenobi yeah Brazil. Hey. There you go. And then Cody thinks we're the we're above we average. Are above average. Wow, thanks Quality. Cody. I appreciate hey. that, man. <laughs> Thank you so much. I don't know why Hello, you man. I don't get why you weren't uh, a a special guest, Cody. Like, come <laughs> on, man. No, no. He will get so mad at that cuz of he's been <laughs> trying to get on for a while. Uh Yeah, no. Um Oh man, there's so much Star Wars to look forward to. Like, yeah. I am definitely gonna play. I am gonna try and beat like Lego Star Wars like the week that it comes out. Like, I'm gonna be playing the crap out of that game. We are going to live stream that on Twitch. Like, we're going full out when that game comes out. I'm so pumped. And yeah. then there's also um, the chance that we'll get Jedi Fallen Order two this year, um, which that would be huge. There's also other games um, that are in the works. And then next year we'll be getting uh, Eclipse, um, like or or the year after that. Like, there's honestly so many things to look forward to. And Star Celebration, yeah. don't even get me started, man. I talk about <laughs> everything, but I cannot wait to like be a nerd and go to like a like a big, big convention again. I can't wait to see some of my old friends there too. It's I, I cannot wait for yeah. it. It's it's going to be phenomenal. And Nathan Shank says Kenobi, Kenobi. Then March twenty second, someone thinks I think that's when the trailer's gonna. Oh, drop. probably for the trailer. See, yeah. Can you elaborate on March. that though? Can you elaborate on the March twenty second? Like, why in that specific no. date? My sources say. Oh, oh, don't, don't, don't use that. <laughs> don't no, no. If if you're gonna make that comment, you need to say what your sources are. Or are you like, just upset oh, that I'm that gonna be right? Day. No. Mm-hmm. I'm not because if you said March, but but then this person and was what like, did he say? March twenty second. March twenty second, though. Why on that date? Why on that specific? Because his date? sources say. I want to know. You're just upset <laughs> that I'm going to be right. No, I'm fine with it, but it's just the guy said March twenty second. I want to know that specific date because that just sounds like David. A good find day. out who said that. <laughs> I'll find that in the end. So yeah, Jerry Goldsmith would be scoring Star Wars apparently if Williams had never. Mm. I-, I could see that, but it's John Williams. And then someone said, "Movies live and die by the writing, not the music score." 
I mean, music is a big influence, but yeah, you know, films could be very much influenced by the music. Let's yeah, go, they're... people! Woo! Yeah, okay. Chris. So I, 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 I found out who said my sources say it's Josh. I'm gonna, I'm gonna pronounce your name wrong, man. But I, I want to know. Message me like why that specific <laughs> day. I won't say it on the podcast, but I want to know. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, everyone there. wants to see live action Hera. Yeah. Yes, I am Patrick D. Yes, I am. I am all the way from Nova Scotia. The man. Yeah, and someone says, great to see you guys on the stream. Same, Brooke. That is Maya. Okay. Ah, yep, yep. 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 Missed opportunity. Yeah, there, yeah, guys. There's there's a lot happening. I think there were a lot of missed opportunities in Boba Fett, unfortunately. I still liked it. I liked what I got. I just wanted more. Yeah. Like those first what four episodes were phenomenal. Mm-hmm. I was so excited for them. And then we just got a lot of Mando, which I also loved. So it's kind of weird to say, but I was disappointed. <laughs> so is there anything else you guys want to cover before we end the podcast? Uh the Halcyon draw um the Halcyon is gonna be having its first voyage next week. So you'll mm-hmm. be probably seeing a yep. lot of people post on YouTube and stuff. And people are actually a lot. So so that's something I heard is that people are actually going to be able to post on, on YouTube and stuff like of their journey. So we'll probably see like the like like an actual full like thing on YouTube, like probably n- next week when it launches. Um, and then you'll be able to get your more of a of a review in than just from that one trailer that dropped with the kid from Goldbergs because that's what a lot of people are basing it off of and like I said you know that was just a small well, teaser. they just dropped that new one that was right more... and that made it like look uh, a lot like crazier than I thought it was going to be so now I can't, I, I can't wait to see an actual like review like a walkthrough of things so I'm yeah. very excited you know, for it you know we don't have enough money to go nope <laughs> <laughs> Nope. Nope. Well, I mean, hey, taxes are coming up. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> nah. Yeah, nope. but not five thousand dollars worth. Hey, I'm like, we could get other people to go. I like said a, th- I like sent a thing to to David and James today, and James was like, nah, but David didn't have any comment, so I was like, okay, so maybe <laughs> yeah, he's I, interested. I don't think I'm How many people are we allowed <laughs> to squeeze in a bed? Like, jeez. Oh, um. Well, so there is the thing where you can have four people or six people. Um, I talked to Hunter, and and Hunter already has a group going. It was like, darn, there goes that idea. Um, Rude. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but there are some other um, things. Uh, the Yes. Oh, okay. The, um, there are a bunch of the new Halcyon comics that have come out that actually um, go through um the skywalker timeline so it goes through the clone wars and then han and leia they're they're wedding by the way that's a whole thing we didn't talk about either han and leia i don't know their wedding is happening on the halcyon like apparently like explain that one to me because it's like you're telling me like the most adventurous couple in star wars decided to take their honeymoon on a ship (laughs) not not Tatooine, not on the outskirts of okay. like the like absolutely of the... not Tatooine, but 
like just of any place they could go they're Why like we're not gonna go on the, the hell of 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 the blown up planet alderaan like why don't they just take a ship out there and then because <laughs> of that's where they met because they can't go on the death star so why well, not see, they I'm can take kidding. the halcyon and fly into the de- debris field and <laughs> <laughs> i am um, changing uh, course folks yeah no i i uh I love making the joke, which I learned this from a couple of my friends from Alderaan. Uh, uh, but I always do like a fist bump to people and I blow it up. And I'm like, just like Alderaan. And then I like, it takes them a second to like, no, that's so dark. And I was like, yeah, that's funny. But yeah, yeah, no, no, it's, it's cool. It's, um, it honestly uh, is really cool that people are getting the chance to do this immersive experience. Because if, if you think, because if that's just adding to how immersive Galaxy's Edge is, is, is where, like, after you leave the park, like, it keeps going. Like, that is what the Halcyon is. And it's just adding to that more immersiveness that Galaxy's Edge is. So I'm all for it. I want to see more. I want to know more. Because it's just adding more to the canon of the, uh, like, to the canon of star wars and that's what i love is that when things get involved when like new creatures are shown and uh and then you know eventually you know we might see them in live action like i remember watching episode five of of the book of boba fett and uh and seeing a a bd unit like bd1 from jedi fallen order Mm -hmm. was the coolest thing I I I was geeking out. I was like, it's because ah! it's like that. That game was phenomenal, and then you're putting an element of that into live action. Like that's that's awesome. That is like close to live action Clone Wars, like for me. But it's like live action Jedi Fallen Order, which is a chance that we might see Cal Kestis in the future. Like that that would be a that really, would be really cool. cool thing to see. That would be cool. He can yeah. show up in Kenobi. He could show up in Kenobi, actually. He could definitely right show up in Kenobi. Um, th- there's a big chance, actually, because of five years is the timeline of Jedi Fallen Order after Revenge of the Sith. Kenobi is ten years, so we could definitely so see an be. older, like Cal Kestis, and that would work too. And okay, then, okay. and they wouldn't have to make him like an old man Cal Cal Kestis, like they would if they bring him in into like Mando or anything. Because of he could be like around. That they age. could use the same actor. Yeah, they made him look just like him. Yeah. So, but yeah, that's. I think that's everything. Uh, anything else anyone wants to add? I think that's pretty much. Yeah, it. I'm I think to we, unless you got something. We wrapped Brooke. it up, huh? Yeah. I said unless you uh, thought of something that uh, I always have something, David. But I don't think we want to <laughs> be here all night. <laughs> uh we are now going to be um so we are going to be dropping new episodes every uh every Monday and every Thursday and then uh, yep and then we are going to be uh um dropping you know those episodes that we record that like like the day before on our Patreon that day so then our Patreon episodes will drop on that Sunday night and then on that Wednesday night so. And if you haven't yet on Spotify, there's a new rating system. You can rate us mm-hmm. five stars there. And, of course, Apple Podcasts, you can always go there and give us five stars and write a review. Writing the reviews are awesome because it gives us more insight into what you guys want to hear and want to get from us. I know there was 
a review that was made um, that uh, they wish they got more, uh, I guess, interaction with uh, the listeners. And do go to our Patreon. Listeners. Yeah, I mean, we have the Patreon there. I'll put it up on the we screen. We have a here. Discord. We are actually going to be changing um, some things, like and how you can get to our Patreon, like where we'll have a link on YouTube. Um, and actually, if you go to our website, um, to uh, on our website, you can actually uh, go to our Patreon. Like it's linked there. It's called stuffpodcastnetwork.com. Uh, our great um, friend Ray made that website. And it's also linked to our sister podcast, the Marvel Stuff Podcast. Um, shout out to Cody. Uh, but yeah, so uh, no, that's a good way um, to get to our Patreon as well. And we're actually adding a bunch of stuff to our Patreon and, uh, and the way that we use it. And we're actually going to be adding more content. Um, we are going to be uh, using Twitch again. We are getting ready for a year full of games and excitement. So if you guys like to game, if you guys like to play Star Wars Battlefront 2, I've probably defeated a bunch of you on that game during Heroes and Villains. Oh, uh, oh, uh, yeah. So uh, if you guys want to, no, you no, know, I watch you die a lot too. Maybe they got. Hey, me. hey, hey, hey! That that's not true. All right, I am great as yes, Luke, is. as Anakin, as Obi Wan. You name it, I'm great at it. Um, not really good as Boba Fett, the Emperor, but but most of the characters I am great with. Um, I I think my I think I just got my Anakin um, over a hundred, and then I got my uh, Bosk over. Uh, I got my Bosk and Darth Maul over two hundred. But anyways, yeah. So gaming, Twitch, check it out. We are going to be doing it this week, uh, and there's a lot more stuff to come. So stay tuned for that. Things are just starting. This is just the beginning um, for this year, and there's a lot more to come. I'm on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Come on, David. There you go. <laughs> TikTok. Yeah. So uh, check out all this stuff. Patreon is huge for us. Uh, and we are going to be going to Celebration. Most of us are going to Celebration. We will have um, some surprises uh, there f- for you guys. So if you ever see us anywhere, come and say hi. We love talking to you. We love your emails, your messages. Um, please write a f- uh, and review. Um, and give us a five stars on Apple Podcasts. We again, we would not be here if it wasn't for you guys. We love you all. Um, on on YouTube, we are definitely going to be posting more stuff on YouTube. There's a thing that um, that that I've been doing in the works for a while, which we did early 2020, but then it kind of fell off because we ended up moving here. But um, there's a, a bunch of more stuff that we'll be um, adding and more content to where we can interact with you guys, and we'll definitely be doing a lot more live streams like a lot more live streams uh so stay tuned for that uh i believe that's everything david right yeah yeah and you can email us suggestions recommendations uh how you want us to interact with you at star wars stuff podcast at gmail.com so for brooke colin and myself may the force be with you always